Welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. My name is John Harris. If you are listening to me right now, you hear my voice, you are on a platform that I have not been canceled from. So congratulations. Uh, I need to say this up front. There may come a time you log into YouTube or iTunes or wherever you listen to Conversations That Matter and it's not there. And if that happens, go to Rumble. Go to rumble.com. I have an account there. I already have subscribers. That is the alternative social media account I'm using. Uh, So far, it seems like it's good as far as uh, letting conservative, political conservative content stay up there. But the big tech companies do not like religious conservatives. They do not like political conservatives. Um, They seem to be in league with those pushing the Great Reset. They're globalists. They are Marxists in a certain sense, and they do not like you. (laughs) And so uh, you may want to consider, uh, maybe not right now when we're trying to signal boost the truth as much as possible in this crazy environment where the truth is getting cracked down on, but at some point you may want to consider getting an alternative social media account or a few. Um, I have Gab, I have Minds, I have... um, Parlor, I have MeWe. Um, someone was warning me about MeWe, by the way, and I don't know about all these these alternatives. Uh, I'm testing them out, but someone was saying, especially if you have younger children, you may want to be careful on MeWe. They don't have the same kinds of uh, policies on keeping predators away and that kind of thing. Um, I haven't had a problem. Uh, I, I have, you know, private. I, I just deal with my friends. I don't accept people really that um, are strange <laughs> and. Uh, I, I post to my friends, so I'm not getting outside into the greater MeWe world, but, um, but just be aware of those things as you're considering social media alternatives. Uh, we do need them. Big tech is, is um, you know, I'll give you an example here. Uh, Google, uh, Gmail is cracking down on some, someone who was sending the link to my last podcast, which was about the doctrine of the lesser magistrate with Matt Truello. I did an interview with him. Great podcast, I thought. A great, Matt Truello is a great patriot, great Christian leader. And um, they, uh, the Gmail decided to flag it as dangerous. And anyone you send it to, uh, it, it, it will be flagged as dangerous. At least that's what the screenshot that I was sent this morning seems to suggest. So you know, this is, this is uh, <laughs> the world we're living in. It, it feels like you're at war when in, no shots are being fired. Well, uh, I'll talk about some of the violence that happened on Saturday. But uh, we, we're not in, you know, there's no two sides have, having armies that are going at each other in the field, but the digital warfare, the level of discourse, uh, it is, a, <laughs> let's just say it's ramping up quite a bit, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I'm going to give you first a report about what happened Saturday, and then we got Trevor Loudon on today. Trevor Loudon is just, he is the expert on communism, and he's going to tell us a little bit about how China has been involved, uh, or at least pro-Chinese communist organizations have been involved in trying to influence this election. And so that, I think it's something you need to know about. And then at the end, uh, I'm going to play a little video. I posted it on Twitter, but um, it's not going as far as I thought it would, interestingly. I don't know if I'm being shadow banned on Facebook and Twitter or what, but I'm going to play for you. Uh, I'm actually playing this clip twice for you, but I have a little video at the end where I kind of put some music behind it and I spiced it up. And it's going to be kind of a call to action. And that call to action is you need to call your local and state legislators. Um, and tell them, you know, don't certify this election until there is an audit. We don't want this election certified uh, because there are so many questions that are open right now. And so um, I'm going to explain a little more of that um, as we go along here. Real quick, first, though, in social justice news, now in evangelicalism, that is, I'm not spending time, a lot of time. There's a, a lot of things I could be responding to. People have been sending me links. Hey, did you see what this person said? 
Uh, you know, Tim Keller said something goofy again. Yeah, that's Tim Keller. You know, I've, I've kind of said my piece about Tim Keller. Uh, you know, hey, this person said this, this person said this. Look, I understand. And some of these things are, you know, if you feel like you want to engage that, that's fine. There's a, we got to keep our eye though, I think, on a bigger issue right now. The election, if, if it goes the other direction, if it goes to Biden and Harris, uh, a lot of the things that we've been talking about, um, our platforms that we used to talk about them on, those, those may be gone. Uh, it may be a moot point. It may just be, you know, we, we got to get this right first. And this isn't about Trump. This is about election integrity. It's not about Trump's personal character. This is about whether or not this country goes into the Great Reset or not. And I've explained this before on the program. Uh, but uh, a few things I, I just want to highlight real quick. Um, so <laughs> Thibidian Abuile, someone sent me this and I I was like, I got to mention this. So apparently now he, he all the crazy radical ideas, Thibidi ends up wanting to, um, to, to, to advocate them, it seems like. But now he wants to abolish the Electoral College. So, so there's that. There's your, your you know, formerly nine marks guy, Southern Baptist, I still believe. I think he's a Southern Baptist pastor, wants to abolish uh, the Electoral College. And, you know, I was thinking about Thibidi. I was thinking about, um, not that I don't think about him much, but when I went to this thing on Saturday, I thought, well, Thibidi, uh, you know, you had David Platt, you had Jonathan Lehman, uh, you know, even Ed Stetzer and all, you know, these guys were going on these, you know, pseudo Christianized Black Lives Matter marches. And, you know, their complaint was there's a systemic injustice in this country. And, and you, you know, the rest of the narrative. Well, I was thinking all these marches on Saturday, you know, why was, wasn't there like a Christianized alternative, you know, because there's systemic injustice. I mean, and, and this one we actually have proof for, like, actually, it's not just a, a bunch of, um, you know, it's just a, some camera footage, uh, some half camera footage, really, of, of a few handful of cases that we can then extrapolate and apply it to a whole police department. No, we actually have like statistical anomalies in many states, examples I've even shown you on this program of dead people voting, uh, thousands of ballots like this, uh, thousands of ballots in places like Georgia and uh, Pennsylvania, where um, especially, I think Georgia was the big one where they were showing, why did all these thousands of people only vote for Biden? No, no other candidate, just Biden, it, you know, and it was like, you know, 30, over 38,000 or something. And then, you know, there's only like 300 that did that with Trump, you know, it, 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 crazy stuff going on, crazy, insane stuff. So you have what systemic injustice, right? In a system, an election system, right? Where's the outcry about systemic abuse, systemic injustice, systemic sin, uh, systemic evil. Um, the, uh, sometimes they, they won't say systemic, they'll say um, institutional evil, that kind of thing. Where's all the outcry? Where's the Christianized marches against this stuff? Well, they're, of course, they're nowhere to be found. Of course, this isn't something that the, these people care about. These people are leftists. You need to get used to it, guys. These people are leftists. It's one of the reasons I wrote Social Justice Goes to Church. I want to show you guys the how the, the leftists of the ninth, the radical leftists of the late 1960s, early 1970s impacted evangelicals who then impacted our, our current generation. And Tim Keller's on the front of that. They're leftists. They're, they're, not, they're not in the same, uh, they don't think the same way that you do. Uh, their religion has been compromised. Social justice is a religion. It's syncretistic Christianity uh, that these, these individuals have adopted. And so um, it doesn't surprise me that Thibidi would want to uh, get rid of the Electoral College. He doesn't seem to have an understanding uh, of why we have an Electoral College. Um, 
it seems like everyone on the evangelical left, and I'm going to call them that, is congratulating Joe Biden uh, as the president. If you're, you know, your evangelical leader, if a pastor's congratulating Joe Biden, saying Joe Biden's the winner, um, you need to start asking questions about that. Why are you doing that? Uh, well, don't, do you realize that there's been a voter fraud issue, that this election uh, is not certified yet? There is, a con uh, there, there, there is another side contesting this. There are court cases that are going on. Um, you got uh, uh, an interesting article. I'm going to link it in the info section from Enemies Within the Church came out. It went through Capstone Report. Enemies Within the Church, though, is the one that provided the information for this. And uh, it's an expose on Russell Moore. The Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission is what Russell Moore heads up for the Southern Baptist Convention. And he's been taking Soros money. And that, this has been a controversy. People have said it. They've claimed it. And then it's been denied by, by websites that I frankly don't even want to mention the names of. Uh, and it, it, it's, they've lied. Let's just say those circling the wagons saying, oh, no, Russell Moore, the RLC, they're not taking any money from Soros. They're liars. That's all there is to it. They, they have taken money from uh, George Soros front groups. And the proof is there. And I've held these documents. I was wondering when they were going to be released. Uh, finally, they have been uh, released. And, uh, and you can go check out that link if you want to know more about that. Um, <clears throat> now, the reasons, I want to remind everyone of the reasons that we're going to be talking about the, the issues we're talking about today are we do, we're Christians. We care about equal weights and measures, like Proverbs uh, 2010 says, the Lord hates unequal weights and measures. Uh, we care about basic things in the Ten Commandments, like lying and stealing. Um, also, I, you know, I, someone had posted this on Twitter, and I thought it was a good just a good observation, and it's a question that I want to pose to you. So we're going to go there. This is um, Judges chapter 8, the story of Gideon, right? And Gideon, you know, has this battle. He returns from battle, and this is what the men of Israel said. Verse 22, chapter 8. Rule over us, both you and your son, your sons as well, for you have saved us from the hand of Midian. And he says, but I will not rule over you. That's what Gideon says to them. I'm not going to do it. Nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. So this is what Gideon said. I'm not going to rule over you. My son's not going to uh, rule over you either. That's just how it is. Now, what happens uh, in the next, very next chapter? We're going to go to Judges chapter 9. And let's check this out. The, even the heading in uh, the NASB is Abimelech's Conspiracy. Now, Abimelech, um, let's see, I'm going to start here in verse, um, yeah, we'll, we'll actually start in verse 1. Now, Abimelech, the son of Jer uh, Jerubel, who is, that, that is Gideon, they're referring to there, Jerubel, uh, the, the one who, this is the John Harris translation, uh, the one who opposed Baal, right? Uh, the son of Gideon, he went to Shechem to his mother's relatives and spoke to them, to the entire family of the household of his mother's father, saying, Speak now in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem, which is better for you for 70 men, all the sons of Jer Jerubel, to rule over you or for one man to rule over you. Also, remember that I am your bone and your flesh. So his mother's relatives spoke all these words on his behalf in the hearing of all the leaders of Shechem, and they were inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said he is our relative. And they gave him 70 pieces of silver from the house of Baal-bareth, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. Then he went to his father's house in Ophrah and killed his brothers, the sons of Jerubal. 
70 men on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubel, was left because he hid himself. All the leaders of Shechem and all Beth Milo assembled together, and they went and made Abimelech king by the oak of the memorial stone, which was in Shechem. Now, John, why did you read that to us? What's the point of that? I want to ask you a question. If you were living in those times, would you have followed Abimelech? And if not, why? Now, obviously, not, not completely analogous. And, and the point isn't to, to bring something that is completely analogous. Uh, no two situations actually are ever completely analogous. The point is to raise this question. Is it possible that evil people can rise to power in illegitimate ways and then, once they have done so, compel you to submit to them? Or is their authority avoided by the fact that they are not legitimate leaders? It's a question that Christians need to think through. If someone were to run for president, lose the election, but win because worthless men were involved in influencing the outcome or the perceived outcome of that election and then getting the media, getting the crowds uh, in the elite circles to circle the wagons around them, does that mean that they have gone through the legitimate process and are in fact the president? And does that mean we owe them our allegiance? I'm not answering it. I'm asking it. So that's something that I wanted to bring to your attention uh, just as an example. Now, we're going to talk right now about uh, what happened on Saturday. I want to play for you um, a little clip here. And this is this just gives you the general flavor. I didn't take a lot of photos or videos, but here's what I did take that you can check out. in Barcelona, Spain, moved to Frankfurt, and we hear this week that, and frankly, I'll just tell you, I told the president exactly what he needed to get from the CIDL information on Sunday night. He said, can you send me an email with the specifics, IP addresses, all of that? Well, our conversation was not on a secured line and my email was not on a secure line. And the next day before the president had a chance to review it and order anything, we find out, we hear from Germany that there were army personnel that went in and seized the CIDL server. You're probably never gonna hear from that server again. People within this government covering their rear ends is what intelligence people are telling me. Folks, this 
was a cheated election, and we can't let it stand. I'm going to give you the path to victory. The election has not been certified. The electors have not voted. We don't have democracy. We have a republic. We have to put the pressure on. I don't care where you're from. God bless all of you here today. But God bless all of you who are watching and listening. Wherever you live, you get on the streets, you get your MAGA hat on, and you send a message to the state senates, to the chief clerks, to the secretaries of state. If you certify a fraudulent election, you will never, ever get re-elected. want them to understand the fury of American patriots. There were a lot of people there, guys. I've never seen so many people in one place for a common cause. Uh, here's my assessment. Um, <clears throat> those who were marching were, in general, very religious. Uh, there are exceptions, but in general, uh, there, I think there were five prayers given. Uh, that I uh, that I heard, you know, from the from the main stage, um, doesn't mean they were all the best prayers in the world, but uh, uh, I'd say maybe two of them I thought were were pretty decent. Uh, they were respectful. Um, they, for the most part, you know, you didn't see trash lying around. I mean, I I did the march. I came back the same way. I didn't see the streets were not dirty. As a result, uh, people were waiting in line when they needed to go to the restroom. They, there wasn't any pushing or shoving or people were in general friendly, uh, smiling, um, but angry. You could tell. I've never seen a conservative group. And I remember the Tea Party stuff. I was I was at uh, uh, some of those rallies, at least one of them that I can remember. And I don't remember people uh, being this outraged, um, but but very much having self-control. Uh, in the midst of that, uh, I, I watched people have a, a lot of self-control when they had to walk in because I had to walk past it, too. Um, I got a little bit of it in the beginning of the video I played, but not not a lot. Um, my camera kind of had it in my pocket and it kind of slipped, so I didn't get all of it. But they they were trying to intimidate Trump supporters. Uh, and then on the way out, uh, I could tell it was getting worse. And um, I got out of there before night fell. But even as I got out, and I want to tell you this, because the media, the media has said a few things that are just inaccurate. One is, oh, there are only ten to twenty thousand people. No, there weren't. There, there was, I would say, at least a hundred thousand people. Um, the other thing, though, is, uh, and it's uh, that's my assessment. All right, that's just my estimate. But I mean, I've been to churches with ten thousand people. Like this is not ten thousand people. Um, the other thing, though, and this is more important, perhaps, is that uh, they're not reporting what happened afterward. Uh, the Antifa, BLM guys uh, waiting there, playing like you know rap music that just said F Trump over and over. Um, trash all over the place. Uh, you know, the, the way they're dressed, just, they're slobs. I mean, this the contrast could not be more different. The sides have never been so much, had never been more clear to me. Um, you had, uh, you know, they were, they were, purposely trying to instigate attacks getting in one guy and i'm gonna tell you this i was walking out and i saw an antifa guy uh start to go down a street where the police weren't watching because the police were just standing there and they weren't watching and we're going down the street and there's a small in stature trump supporter he had the hat he had the shirt 
And this Antifa guy goes up to him and he's got like, he's got a stick, you know, one of those sticks you would use for picking up trash. And he starts acting like he's picking up, you know, he's going to put, put this Trump supporter in his trash bag. He gets in his face. He starts hurling insults. You know, you're a loser, all that kind of thing. He starts saying, you know, where's your mask? Where's your COVID mask? You want people to die? That kind of thing. Meanwhile, he's doing that in the guy's face. So obviously this Antifa thug is not interested in protecting himself from COVID. He doesn't care about that. He's using it as a virtue signal. He's using it to disparage this Trump supporter. And it was getting to the point, I thought there's going to be a fist fight here. And I started shadowing because the police weren't around. I started shadowing this guy because I'm like, I'm going to have to protect this guy if this Antifa guy you know, really pushes it. Fortunately, uh, th this guy got away. The Antifa guy kind of eventually left him alone. But boy, I, not only was it annoying, it was just plain harassment. And this is what they were doing to a lot of Trump supporters. Now, I wasn't there for the, the violence that happened later. What I think happened was as the Trump supporters were leaving, they went to restaurants in the area. And when they got out of the restaurant, it was dark and they were alone. And 99% of people, people like me, were already gone. And that's when Antifa started cornering elderly people and people who, you know, were alone and, you know, beating them, essentially beating them, pushing them, shoving them, uh, harassing them. And this is not being covered by the media. And when the media, um, you know, leftists have tried to make this out like this is Trump people instigating things. I was there, guys. Trump people, I never I didn't see one instance. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I didn't see anything suggesting Trump people instigating it. Uh, I mean, I, the closest I saw maybe was a street preacher who was out there getting, you know, basically saying you guys are going to go to hell uh, if you don't repent. I mean, that kind of thing, but not anything close to what Antifa guys were doing. So um, that's that's my assessment. And in fact, I want to illustrate this real quick for you. Uh, this is these are some some photos I took. So this is uh, during the Trump march. Here are the police. Now, I want you to, to see this. Uh, if you zoomed in, you'd watch, you'd see that there are actually police on their cell phones. They are bored. They are just sit, one of them just sitting down. They're hanging out. Two of them are hanging out. They got nothing to do because the Trump people, this is as hundreds of Trump people are walking past them. They're sit, sitting there bored. Okay. This is when I was walking out of the rally. And this is probably when you only had maybe 30 Antifa people gathered the police were forming a line and they were getting ready. You can tell they're alert. They're ready. Of course, they're standing down. And that was part of the problem later in the evening is they didn't, you know, they weren't going down the streets patrolling them. They were just standing there guarding and, you know, not getting as involved as they probably should have been. But that's the difference between the two groups, guys. That's the difference between the two groups right there. This photo and this photo. So I got to see that stuff firsthand. And um, I appreciate all, all of you, you know, patrons out there who support me and, and help finance me to go to these things. I mean, I was basically there as an observer, uh, as an extra body to um, uh, inflate the numbers, I guess. But I was there for election integrity. I wanted to see kind of what was happening if we were going to get uh, information there that we didn't get other places. And in fact, we did get some interesting information. Louis Gohmert, you heard it in the clip, talked about this CIDL server and how uh, military personnel uh, stole it. I mean, in Germany, in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, they, I mean, this is a, that's an international incident. Like th th this is, that's nothing to, um, to dismiss. Um, 
and uh, and, and we, you know, uh, Sebastian Gorka gave us kind of uh, the marching orders. If you want, if you care about your country, if you want to steward it well, uh, it's time to get on the phone with your local, uh, your state uh, legislatures and tell them you don't want this election certified. That's the way forward, uh, and that's something that you can actually tangibly do. And I've already done it. It's not hard. Uh, in fact, if you go online, you go to any search engine. Um, I'm using DuckDuckGo more than I've ever used DuckDuckGo. Uh, that's that's an alternative search engine which guards your privacy. Apparently, uh, just just type in um, who are my state representatives, right? And I'm typing it in now, and you'll come up with find your representatives at. Well, that's actually federal. House.gov is federal. Um, Let's see here. Uh, there's actually a number of websites that are coming up that claim to help you find your representatives. Uh, you could just Google uh, or go to DuckDuckGo and put um, what state you're in. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in Virginia, so find my Virginia representatives. And uh, if you don't know who they are, it'll come right up. And uh, open openstate.org, openstates.org looks like find your legislatures. You can put in your location. So anyway, there's multiple ways you can do this, and it's very easy. Go ahead and do that. Uh, that's you know that's important. You know, I thought about doing some interviews there uh, with all I had was my phone though, and it was so noisy. I just <laughs> I was like, there's no point. <laughs> and and most of the things that people are going to say, you're probably going to hear from me anyway. Uh, not much in the way of new information, but that's my assessment. Uh, I don't know if these events are still going on. In fact, I'll check now as I'm recording this. Uh, you can go to stopthesteal.us to find out if there's more. And I'm not seeing, I'm not, I don't know if they've scheduled any more of these rallies. It looks like they were mainly on the 14th. I don't know that there's any more scheduled. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll stay tuned with that. And if something happens, I'll announce it on uh, my social media that you can follow. But but that's that's what happened, and um, you know the left is getting more and more pagan as well, uh, not just disrespectful, not just violent, but you know I saw there was there was a bunch of folks with this um, pagans for Biden sign, uh, and I couldn't quite get to them. I wanted to go over to them just to kind of see what it was about, and if maybe if I could, <laughs> we'd have be shouting because it was so loud, but maybe I could have somewhat of a conversation, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was probably witches, those kinds of folks uh, with, you know, advertising. I'm a pagan. I'm for Biden. Uh, they had you know, cultic imagery, that kind of thing. I mean, this is the kind of thing that's happening in our country now. Uh, I'm seeing more of it. Uh, the, the sides, like I said, could, could not be more clear. So uh, all that to say, if you care about election integrity, uh, you're going to want to keep listening. Trevor Loudon, uh, is a is a friend because I've, I've met him now so many times you know in in different situations we've just uh, we've talked to to one another many times and um, he's he's become a friend of mine and uh, I, I respect his opinion when it comes to Marxism it's, he's very uh, well read more than anyone else I've ever met he's like a dictionary walking dictionary on Marxism and uh, and he's going to explain to us how the Chinese, the Communist Party in China, has been attempting to and has influenced our culture and our election. Um, and then we're going to end all of this with uh, a reminder from Sebastian Gorka on what we need to do if we want to fight this. So without further ado, here is Trevor Loudon. We are pleased today to have with us Trevor Loudon. He uh, is behind the website kiwiki.org. You can also go to trevorloudon.com to find out more about him. He is, uh, he knows more, I should say, about communism than anyone I've ever met. And we've had the privilege of meeting a few times. 
Welcome, Trevor Loudon. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's great to be on, John. Thanks, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Well, Trevor, the elephant in the room, the thing that everyone's talking about right now, uh, and you know, when you're in polite company, no one wants to quite bring it up, but they're all thinking about it. Uh, what happened with this election? Do you think that this election was stolen? Absolutely. Yeah. No, so, no question. All right. So what makes you say that? I'm curious. Well, well, look, I'm, I'm involved in several groups, you know, um, you know, Zoom groups and, and conference calls and that. And the evidence coming out of, of massive computer fraud is one thing. We have, we have the old fashioned nuts and bolts, dead people voting, um, absentee votes, fraudulent, straight out fraudulent votes. There's ample evidence of that. I'm hearing, and I'm hearing evidence of that from every state that they're uncovering that. And then the this, this, this statistical anomalies, you know, the, the fact that Biden, the Democrats did, bad all, did badly all over the country, but there was four cities where, where Biden outperformed Obama in 2016. You know, four cities, uh, 2012, four cities. And they were obviously um, Pennsylvania, um, Detroit, etc. The key Milwaukee, these key cities that basically the election hangs on, and they are all cities that have a tradition of vote fraud, Pennsylvania especially. So I think the the you know the the amount the the statistical the statistical look of the thing, and the anecdotal evidence we're getting, and the, the stories I'm getting for people working on the ground. And um, also some of the players I know that were involved in this. Uh, yes, I think it's definitely stolen. Now, I know the Democrats tend to, this is not just Democrats, the left in general tends to uh, engage in projection quite a bit. And I, I've sort of figured this out this year. Uh, you know, whenever they call you racist, um, it's because they're the actual racists. Whenever they um, say that you're being mean or bullying, they're the ones that are bullying you. Uh, you know, etc. Just about every accusation they make is something that they're guilty of. Or, you know, when you hear dog whistle, for instance, you know, I, I remember the first time I heard that, I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? I just say what I mean, uh, mean what I say, but they are the ones who exercise, who gauging dog whistles all the time. Well, in this case, we've heard for three years, Russia, 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 collusion, foreign interference in our election. Um, I thought when I when I started hearing this, uh, probably about a year ago, I started thinking, I wonder if they were involved in foreign interference in our elections. I wonder if they're accusing Donald Trump of something that, that this is a thought that they have, something that they want to do. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Is, is there any foreign interference in our elections, Trevor Loudon? Absolutely. It's been going on since the 60s, if not earlier. But this was this was the best example yet. Now we've, you know, on the macro level, you've you've had Russian bots going crazy trying to stir up trouble, Chinese doing stuff on the macro level. But one thing that's been completely overlooked in all of this is the massive networks of voter registration organisations working on the ground in this country under the influence of the communist Chinese. So I'm talking about in Virginia, I'm talking about in Michigan, I'm talking about in Arizona, I'm talking about in North Carolina, Texas, Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, all of these critical states were deliberately targeted this election cycle 
by voter registration organizations at the direction of communist China, influenced by communist China. Okay, where's the, where's the proof for this? If someone wanted to, to try to trace this down and figure out what you're talking about, you know, because they say, I didn't see any Chinese, you know, uh, motor vehicles or people coming to my door, you know, from communist China. W- what would you point them to? Well, I'll give a couple of examples. The first one is, is, uh, is very well documented. It's a small one, but it gives you the flavor of what I'm talking about. Virginia was once a very reliably Republican state, very deeply red. It first flipped for Barack Obama in 2008. He won that state in 2008. Now, in that state in 2007, they set up a group called New Virginia Majority. It's like an acorn group. They wear orange t-shirts. They go around hundreds of volunteers signing up hundreds of thousands of minority voters. And um, they claim credit. In an op-ed in the New York Times, they claim credit in 2018 for fully flipping Virginia. So Virginia is now completely a blue state. And New Virginia majority is headed by a man called John Liss. John Liss is a member of Liberation Road, this country's leading pro-Chinese communist party. Now, he takes credit for flipping that state for for Obama in 2008. They have worked closely with the governor, Terry McAuliffe, who was the governor at the time, to give 200,000 Virginia felons the right to vote, many of which they have then signed up to vote for the Democratic Party. They are responsible for electing the current governor, the current attorney general, the current um, lieutenant governor, and most of the flipping of the state legislature and state house that they have done. Well, New Virginia majority is very sophisticated and they use GIS mapping. These are very sophisticated maps that they use to micro-target minority voters to get them signed up for the Democratic Party roles. And they claim to have signed up about 300,000 people. They, they have flipped Virginia. So these maps are generated by a man called, on contract by a man called Steve McClure, a Liberation Road comrade, a graduate of George Washington University Geography Department, who for the last 10 years has been generating these maps out of the Geography Department of Wuhan University, China. So he is using Chinese computers and material to generate maps used by his comrades in Virginia to flip districts in Virginia. They have similar networks in North Carolina, which is why the Durham City Council is almost all communist controlled now, and why why North Carolina has a Democrat governor. Similar networks in Kentucky, and they claim credit for electing the Democrat governor in Kentucky. But better than that, out of the Bay Area, there's a group called Seed the Vote. It's a a voter registration coordination group. It works works with people in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Florida, the critical states. Now they're working in Georgia for the Senate elections that are coming up in Georgia. Seed the Vote is led by members of Liberation Road and the Chinese Progressive Association. The Chinese Progressive Association is based in San Francisco and is a pro-communist Chinese organization. They've been working for communist China since 1972. 
This is also the group, by the way, that is behind Black Lives Matter, the same group, Chinese Progressive, Progressive Association. I've got Alex Tom on tape. Alex Tom is one of the leaders of Seed the Vote, leaders of Chinese Progressive Association, and one of the big enablers of Black Lives Matter. I've got him talking about defending China. Our number one priority is to get rid of Trump. I have a good relationship with the Chinese embassy. Well, it's actually the consulate, but he calls it embassy. The Chinese embassy. I, put, I, I run my messaging past them. This is a communist Chinese organization that is running Seed the Vote, which has a network um, of seven organizations, New Florida Majority in Florida, New Georgia Project in Georgia, Lucha in Arizona, Detroit Action in, in Detroit, Pennsylvania Stands Up in Pennsylvania, and um, Block in Wisconsin. They claim credit for winning the election for Biden. Block in Wisconsin talks about how they flipped 20,000 votes amongst the black communities there to allow Biden to win. These networks are totally claiming the victory. And these networks are run by pro-Chinese communists. One of the groups at least, and I'm sure many more, are using Chinese material, you know, donations in kind. And a, a large part of the anchor for this group, Seed the Vote, is made up of leaders of the Chinese Progressive Association, which is completely a front for the Communist Party of China. So they are taking credit for this. They're taking credit for Biden's so-called victory. I, I want to ask you about funding real quick. So th that's interesting. Um, Alex, and what was his last name? There's this gentleman. T-O-M, T -O -M, Alex Tom. Alex Tom, uh, yeah. who, who said he ran his messaging past the Chinese embassy. Um, yeah. th that is frightening. And he's, of course, you said, involved with the Chinese Progressive Association, which is now, I guess... He was the CEO of the Chinese Progressive Association, and now he's a leading member of, of Seed the Vote. Um, the current leader of the Chinese Progressive Association is also a leader of Seed the Vote. The former chief financial officer of the Chinese Progressive Association, Michelle Foy, is a Liberation Road comrade and another leading member of Seed the Vote. This is a, a communist Chinese operation. My goodness. Now, uh, for those who are curious, I know you had mentioned about Black Lives Matter also having ties to communist China. I know you put out a little video that kept getting banned from YouTube <laughs> that uh, I, I think you had it uploaded to a, another ch uh, sharing website. Yeah, it's on Rumble now. It got taken down on Vimeo too. Yeah, I, I can't believe the censorship. I've been, you know, the last interview I did with someone has been, Gmail has been censoring it. You send the, the link to people and Gmail now is saying this is a dangerous link. It's amazing. Uh, but uh, I want to um, uh, put the, the rumble link for that video that you did on Black Lives Matter. We're going to have that in the info section for this interview. If you're curious, go to the info section, click on that link. You can, uh, it was very well done. Uh, you, you had someone, I guess, uh, really spice it up and, and make it uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing. But it, it shows how the um, Communist Party of China has links to Black Lives Matter. I want to ask you about the money trail here. Um, if there, I mean, I'm sure there is one, but um, do we know for a fact that the Chinese Communist Party is funding uh, the Chinese Progressive Association, uh, Seed the Vote, uh, and these state efforts? No, we don't. Um, 
the Chinese Progressive Association does the Chinese Progressive Association does fund aspects of Black Lives Matter. We know that, <clears throat> but there is there is ample funding already in the United States. You know there is um, the Soros groups. There is the um, you know organisations like the Rockefeller Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Levi Strauss Foundation. All of these groups are funding the far left, particularly the Liberation Road pro-Chinese far left. So they get lots of money. There is, there is. I am working with people now, looking at funding that's coming in through vent, through um, through property transactions in Vancouver coming down into the into the Bay Area to fund radical causes. But I'm not alleging that the Chinese are funding this. They don't need to. There's ample American money here. But what I am alleging is the Chinese are directing this and they're giving, at least in the case of New Virginia Majority, they are flipping districts in Virginia using Chinese generated maps made with Chinese computers. That's a donation in kind. That's illegal. Let me ask you this. The uh, Constitution, Article 3, Section 3 says, treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. Um, let me ask you, by the, that definition that we just heard, are you concerned at all that there is treason act, treasonous activity uh, going on currently in efforts to subvert the election? Yes. Yeah. Look, Chinese Progressive Association is completely an agency for communist China. I don't think anybody would have any difficulty saying communist China is an enemy. You know, they have, they have done, you know, they have, uh, well, when, they, when their agents, Black Lives Matter has been burning American cities, I think you can call communist China an enemy. And the Chinese Progressive Association and Liberation Road, which runs Seed the Vote, is definitely an agency of communist China, of the Chinese Communist Party. So, yeah, I, I don't think treason is a, is a long shot here. Now, you know, subverting an election, influencing an election in, in uh, you know, whatever way that may be from one foreign country to another, um, attempting to do that, to, to me, that would seem like we, we that is um, something that you would do in warfare. Uh, and of yeah. course, we have cyber warfare going on. Are we at war with China right now without knowing it, <laughs> essentially? Yes, are, we are. Look, yeah. look in, in April 2019, Donald Trump put tariffs on Chinese goods. And the response through Xinhua News Agency, which is Communist China's official news agency, said that China's response would be people's war against the United States. And I thought, oh, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean they can put tariffs on, on American goods? No, people's war is a Maoist term. It means every form of warfare designed to weaken your enemy short of direct military confrontation. It means selling fentanyl to your kids. It means buying your professors. It means influencing your kids with their control of Hollywood. It means their Confucius Institute. It means buying politicians, stealing technology. It means biological warfare. And we absolutely know the COVID, if it wasn't deliberately released, it was certainly deliberately spread by the Communist Party of China. And I can go into why I think they did that. It means burning your cities. All of this is being done by China right now. They are, they are absolutely at war with this country. 
you know, the um, one of the main pro-Chinese communist groups here, Freedom Road Socialist Organization, another one, these are the people who started the rioting in Minneapolis. These are the people at Burnt Kenosha, Washington, uh, Wisconsin. They, they, they declared on, on the day that President Trump got inaugurated, January in 2017, January the 20th, they publicly declared that their job was to be in the streets for four years to make this country ungovernable to bring down President Trump. And they are the people who started the Minneapolis riots, Kenosha, um, Dallas, Houston, Tampa, Tallahassee, um, Miami, Salt Lake City, um, East Los Angeles, and the Bay Area. They were behind the riots in all of those places. Black Lives Matter and Liberation Road basically did the rest. Now, what's interesting to me is how uh, this filters down into culture, uh, into different organizations that you wouldn't think would have an association. For instance, you mentioned Liberation Road, and I saw, it was earlier this year, uh, just sparked in my mind that crew, uh, they have this thing called the Lenses Institute, where you basically go to get woke and to realize all the disparities around you and that kind of thing. Well, they retweeted on their Twitter account something from Liberation Road. This is a Christian, supposedly evangelical organization that is tweeting out something from a pro-Chinese communist organization. And maybe mm-hmm. they don't even realize it, but I'm seeing it. I don't know if you remember years ago, you, you mentioned Hollywood. Uh, there was a movie that came out. I'm sure there's countless more examples, but it was called Red Dawn. Yeah. And the bad guys were Chinese. Well, they changed it when it went to theaters. They had to change all the little flags on the military you know, personnel jackets to North Korean because the Chinese government had a problem with it. Now, here's my question for you, Trevor, um, and you can take this any direction you want. Um, (laughs) Given that communist China is the most oppressive and one of the most, and if you want to talk textbook, you know, classical kind of definition of racist, they would fit that definition. They hate black people. Why in the world are all these supposedly woke Christians, woke um, Hollywood uh, people, why, why would they get in bed with China, uh, pro-Chinese organizations? Why wouldn't they want to distance themselves and say, no, you're oppressive, you're racist? Well, mainly they don't know they're pro-Chinese. And I'll give you an example. And you've seen this in the, the little shot about Michelle Higgins, um, who did a, uh, the, the, the black pastor from St. Louis, Missouri, who did a, um, a conference in 2015 for young Midwestern evangelical Christians. And she gets up there and tells these young kids, because this is in the Midwest, the kids are mainly white, that the thing that God wants them to do more than anything else is to end white privilege. This is apparently the 11th commandment. So these kids are all fired up about ending white privilege. This is their Christian mission. You know, they've got to end white privilege. They were not told that Michelle Higgins was a member of the Organization for Black Struggle, the group that burnt down Ferguson, Missouri the group that is the front for Liberation Road, that is headed by Jamala Rogers of Liberation Road, a pro-Chinese communist. So these, you know, you got Christians all over the country fired up about Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, all of which is Marxist, and and getting in bed with Black Lives Matter, which is a pro-Chinese communist organization. But they don't go, Liberation Road doesn't advertise what, what, what their allegiance is. Black Lives Matter certainly doesn't tell you that we support communist China. They play the race because everybody believes Black Lives Matter. You know, just like everybody believes in peace, but the peace movement is communist. Everybody believes in 
social, you know, justice, but the social justice movement is communist. They use, they, they draw people in. Like, like the Women's March in Washington, right? A million women marched in Washington with funny hats on. Now, that movement was controlled by Liberation Road and the Communist Party USA. The speakers were from Liberation Road and Communist Party USA. But I guarantee you 98% of the million women who marched on that march, would have had, they would have had no idea that it was a communist march. They still don't know this. That's, and it's concerning because we, we have um, multiple reasons it's concerning. But one is that we do have an enemy. Uh, the United States has an enemy in communist China. And uh, th this enemy is subverting through uh, avenues that they can be undetected, essentially, by most yeah. people. Um, so I appreciate you shining a light on this. What can we do as, uh, as Christians, as uh, patriotic Americans who want to steward this country well? Um, what, what, right now where we stand with this election, uh, what, what, would you, what kind of advice would you give to us? Look, right now, well, look, we've got, there's a million people marched on in the weekend. This was a good march, right? A million people in Washington. You were there, I believe. I was there, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, great. Okay. okay. Well, we've got to be, see, see, Trump has got a very good case legally. There was massive, massive fraud. And it's being uncovered. There's plenty of affidavits. Um, there's electronic fraud. There's, there's old-fashioned dead people voting fraud, all of that kind of stuff. More than enough to overturn several key states. We have got to be behind that effort. We've got to send money to the Trump legal team. We've got to be out on the streets. We've got to be on Twitter while we still can, Facebook, whatever, talking about President Trump as a legitimate president, as Joe Biden as the fake usurper. We've got to make sure the public opinion keeps getting more and more behind the president, the real president. Because even if the courts, if the public opinion is that Joe Biden is a legitimate president, and even if the courts say the Supreme Court find was mass voting fraud, they may, in the interests of public stability, still vote the wrong way, unless they have very strong public opinion saying, we want justice, we want every vote counted, we want a clean election. Because if we do not stop this election being stolen, there will never be another free and fair election in this country. If they can get away with this, do you think that's going to stop them? That's going to completely undermine public confidence in all future elections. There'll be a massive um, apathy set in. People won't even bother to vote. And the radicals will completely take over the voting process. They will never... Coming back in 2022, are oh, we going to win in 2024? No, we won't. Because the social media is going to shut down all our networks. The IRS, Biden's IRS, is going to come after its enemies. They're, gonna, they're coming after us. We've got to understand that. And we will never, ever have another free election if we do not validate the results of this election. And that's not even about President Trump. This is just ascertaining and ending once and for all the endemic vote fraud that has been going on for 60 years in this country and went over the top this election. And, and it's sort of a blessing in a way because... It went so over the top, it's easy to find, it's easy to trace it. 
that if President Trump, if the legal team wins this and the courts vote the right, right way, we will have the ability to enact massive anti-voter led fraud legislation in state capitals across the country and at a federal level. Those and we can end this scam for, for, for many years. Yeah, those are sobering words. It reminds me, there's uh, a, you know, if you've ever seen the movie or the, read the books, Lord of the Rings, there's this uh, scene where I think it, it's Theoden um, says, I will not risk war with, with the evil, you know, uh, uh, evil army in, in that movie and or that book and Aragon, who's, you know, a good guy in the, in the film, he says, open wars upon you, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. I've, I've thought of that in many, I've thought of that with personal yeah, relationships. You know, sometimes you say, well, I don't want to hurt the relationship, you know, between individuals. And I say, look, (laughs) you're just revealing what's already there. That individual already, uh, you know, doesn't like you. You're you're already in conflict. Uh, Avoiding it doesn't make the conflict go away. And we're we're at this point, it seems like, on a geopolitical level right now. Open war is upon us. Um, Well, you think back to 1960, when there's copious evidence that the election was stolen from Nixon and given to uh, JFK by fraudulent votes in Cook County. Everybody knew it, but the GOP prevailed on Nixon not to make it an issue, to just be the bigger man, swallow the loss for the sake of the country, and you'll have your turn later. Well, that cowardly attitude led to the trouble we have now. Had Nixon exposed the fraud done by the mafia and probably the Soviets in Cook County in 1960 and put that out of, put that away and prosecuted people, we wouldn't be on the verge of losing our country today. So that cowardice then got us where we are now. So are we going to be more cowards? Are we, when the face of annihilation, are we going to try and be collegial and reach across the aisle to the bad guys? Let's look, imagine World War Two. You know, imagine if, if Churchill hadn't said, let's stop Hitler, let's stop Hitler. What if he'd said, let's try and reach out to the moderate Nazis. You know, let's build bridges to the moderate Nazis. You know, don't call them out for what they're doing to the Jews and the invasions. Let's just be friends and try and keep the peace. Well, that's where we are now. You know, Trevor, you said something, uh, I've heard you say it a few times, actually, where um, you, call, you call on Christians to stand up and steward their country. And this is not something that we hear from our evangelical leaders right now. They, they you know, it, it was someone had told me, Al Mohler even recently, after, you know, congratulating Joe Biden on his victory, uh, was saying something like, well, now we know what it's like to be, um, you know, uh, linked somehow to the Christians around the world. And we are just this international church. And of course we, we are linked. There is a church around the world. We don't deny that. But, um, but you had said something I remember once about if you're a Christian and, you know, p- take it on a smaller scale, if you're just letting your house uh, become in, in disarray and, uh, you know, you're financially mismanaging it and you're allowing people that hate your family to come and to abuse your children, and you, you know, is that being a loving Christian father? And the same applies to this country. Is it is it a Christian thing to do um, to allow this country to fall to such great evil? And well, you know, you know, if you're commanded to love God and thy neighbor as thyself, it's pretty clear that if your neighbor is starving and you do nothing to help, that's not Christian, is it? 
Right. If your town is being flooded and you don't go and man the pumps and put up the sandbags, you sit home all day and pray, that's hardly Christian, is it? Well, if your country is going to hell in a handbasket and you think you have zero responsibility for fixing the problem or passing this great nation on to your kids, zero responsibility for maintaining the country, the first country in world history established on the system that your rights come from God, not the government. If you think you've got no responsibility for maintaining that, no civic responsibility whatsoever, how do you square that with your Christian beliefs? Powerful words. Trevor Loudon. Uh, TrevorLoudon.com and KeyWiki. Uh, is it .org? KeyWiki.org? If you want to find out more about Trevor, hey, I appreciate it so much. Those are some sobering words, and it's a good challenge for us. Well, thank you very much, John. Great to be on, and uh, thanks so much for the great questions. Look, we if we win this, we will come out with a greater republic. If we lose this, we will have no republic. This is the time for choosing. I'm going to give you the path to victory. The election has not been certified. The electors have not voted. We don't have democracy, we have a republic. We have to put the pressure on. I don't care where you're from. God bless all of you here today, but God bless all of you who are watching and listening. Wherever you live, you get on the streets, you get your MAGA hat on, and you send a message to the state senates, to the chief clerks, to the secretaries of state. If you certify fraudulent election, you will never, ever get re-elected. We want them to understand the fury of American patriots. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.